This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to Guide and Cancel Culture, the new podcast that I've started to draw attention to my book by the same name, Guide and Cancel Culture. And I'm doing something on this podcast I've never done before. We're actually running the audio, or part of the audio, of the book, chapter by chapter. I've already done the introduction, and today we're going to do chapter one, which is called, When Will You Be Canceled? And this is the literal audio book. I read it myself. It was a lot of hard work, but the engineers cleaned up all my little mistakes, and it sounds good. I've actually listened to it myself. It's kind of neat listening to your own book, driving in the car, and I hope you enjoy it. It's not the entire chapter, but it's most of it. And then I'll tell you how you can go to stevestrangbooks.com to buy an autographed copy of the book and to share this with others. This is a very important message, and I need your help. So here is chapter one, and I'll come back with a message at the end. When will you be canceled? If Dr. Seuss can be canceled, no one is safe. It isn't just Christians and conservatives in the crosshairs of the book cancelers. Some of the most popular children's books of all time are under the microscope, too. Theodore Seuss Gaisel, known as Dr. Seuss, whose beloved books entertained and educated generations of children in the last 80 years, suddenly fell out of favor with the politically correct police. In what can only be described as a virtual book burning, it announced that six Dr. Seuss books will stop being published for containing, quote, racist and insensitive imagery. To make the censorship even more poignant, this happened on the late author's birthday. Quote, These books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong, Dr. Seuss Enterprises told the Associated Press in a statement. The condemned books included, And to Think I Saw It on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, McElligot's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. I'm not saying there are no problems with the images in some of Dr. Seuss's books in the eyes of some. But is banning those books the only way to address the problems? According to Dr. Seuss Enterprises, the answer is yes. Quote, Ceasing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss's Enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families, the statement read. Random House Children Books, Dr. Seuss's publisher, issued a brief statement saying, Quote, we respect the decision of Dr. Seuss Enterprises and the work of the panel that reviewed this content last year and their recommendations, end quote. Never mind that former U.S. President Barack Obama once referred to Dr. Seuss as one of America's most revered wordsmiths who, quote, used his incredible talent to instill in his most impressionable readers universal values we all hold dear. But the cat in the hat author isn't the only one in hot water. The National Education Association, which founded Read Across America Day in 1998, has limited exposure to certain children's series in the past for alleged racist undertones. 
AP reported. Critics have targeted the Curious George books because their premise is a white man bringing home a monkey from Africa, and they have taken aim at Laura Ingalls Wilder's portrayal of Native Americans in her Little House novels. Is there anything different from the left canceling beloved children's books and regimes coming to power and destroying the vestiges of the last one? Is there anything different about the left canceling beloved children's books and regimes coming to power and destroying the vestiges of the last one? It wasn't long ago that American liberals were besides themselves when Islamic terrorists in the Middle East deliberately destroyed great art in non-Islamic areas that they had conquered. Yet now the soothing tones of urbane leftists tell us that de-shelving authors such as Dr. Seuss and Laura Ingalls Wilder is for everyone's good, that they are somehow dangerous, that their ideas should not be thought about or interacted with. If this isn't Fahrenheit 451-style social mind control, I don't know what qualifies. The censorship extends to every area of the book world, not just the children's aisle. Even liberals, careless enough to think for themselves, are being banned if what they believe doesn't hew to liberal, quote, must think. Journalist Abigail Schreier knows this firsthand. In 2020, she released Irreversible Damage, the Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters, in which she writes about the, quote, sudden, severe spike in transgender identification among adolescent girls. Reporting that the number of females seeking gender reassignment surgery quadrupled between 2016 and 2017, Shire wrote in an op-ed that, quote, a growing number of researchers believe social contagion is at play when clusters of girls suddenly announce, as if one, that they are boys. While gender dysphoria has always been vanishingly rare among females, social contagion has not, Shearer wrote. These are the same high-anxiety, depressive, mostly white girls who in previous decades fell prey to anorexia and bulimia or multiple personality disorder. Now it's gender dysphoria, sometimes along with all of these other conditions. Parents are being presented with the seductive idea of transition as a utopian cure-all. So teenagers who aren't legally old enough to vote or to drink are making unalterable medical decisions to deny their biology. It's serious enough that it is being debated even in the homosexual community. Shearer wrote in the Wall Street Journal op-ed, quote, Many transgender adults, including some I interviewed for the book, agree that teenage girls are undergoing medical transition too fast with too little oversight. Others disagree and have written books. Amid a sea of material unskeptically promoting medical transition for teenage girls, there's one book that investigates this phenomenon and urges caution. Unquote. That one book? Shearer's book was quickly met 
with calls for it to be banned. Target stopped selling the book after a Twitter user alleged the book is harmful. And Amazon refused to let her publisher advertise the book. Grace Lavery, an English professor at the University of California, Berkeley, went so far as to tell her followers to, quote, steal Abigail Shearer's book and burn it on a pyre. A stunning parallel to Nazi book burning in the 1930s. Nonetheless, others were quick to join her. Chase Strangio, an ACLU deputy director for what it terms, quote, transgender justice, wrote in a tweet that has since been removed, quote, Abigail Shearer's book is a dangerous polemic with the goal of making people not trans. Then later, he wrote, quote, stopping the circulation of this book and these ideas is 100% a hill I will die on. For those like me who grew up watching the ACLU posture itself as fighting for all kinds of freedoms, even unhealthy and dangerous ones, this about-face almost makes our heads spin. Since when did free speech and research fall outside the protection of civil liberties in the ACLU's own name? Quote, There have been all sorts of signs from the ACLU that strongly suggest the emergence of liberal political activism at the expense of traditional civil liberties, journalist Glenn Greenwald wrote, quote, In sum, the ACLU is being pulled and weighted down by the same censorious trends currently plaguing academia, the corporate world, and most dangerously, news organizations, end quote. How on earth did we get here? Meanwhile, the cancellation continues in some surprising and troubling ways, even involving your pillow. I hope this makes you want to listen to the entire book. You can get it on Audible and on other platforms. You can also read the book. A lot of us like to have a physical book. Yes, I, I read Kindle and I listen to Audible books, but I like the feel paper, ink on paper, that nice hardcover, the nice dust jacket for God and cancel culture. And you can get it by going to my website, stevestrangbooks.com. You can also go to Mardell's. You can go to christianbookdistributors.com. Barnes & Noble has a lot of copies. I actually bought it at Barnes & Noble. I shared before that it was kind of fun to buy my own book at Barnes & Noble. I've, I've done it each time I've written a book. And, of course, I buy other books that Charisma House publishes, and I just kind of like the, the user experience, and I hope you will, too. So thank you for listening to my podcast today. Go to stevestrangbooks.com. You may be surprised at some of the specials we have and some of the upsells and the other things we do to try to make my book available to you and also to encourage you to buy it. Tune in again tomorrow for Chapter 2 called Cancel Culture in the Public Square.